0: To the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 111. Three, two, one. Hey, we're back in the weeds with Jason C. Marshall. We are actually going to go back to the future. Um, and, and I really do mean that. So, what we're going to do for, for this episode for you is we started thinking that perhaps there might be some listeners out there who don't even really have a story yet. Even if you just have an idea, just kind of cooking at the edge of your brain, uh, you may not have the concept and, and all that ready to go. And so the, the last few episodes, Jason and I, we've been, well, mainly Jason uh, has been uh, talking about the formula and the structure and uh, beats and all these things. But you know, that fits very well with you. If you have already some sort of an idea, uh, but if you don't, then let's go back into the future where you have an idea and you, this episode, uh, will bring you before these last few episodes. If this is not making any sense, just hit replay. (laughs) Um, so, Let's talk to Jason. Oh, you know what? Before I do that, something horrible happened uh, uh, just a couple days ago on Friday. It's yesterday, basically. Um, No, it's um, Thursday when it happened. October 21st, in the afternoon, uh, someone from our industry, uh, Alina Hutchins, lost her life working on the set. and. I just, I really want to give my deepest and most sincerest uh, condolences and sympathies to her family and her friends. I understand uh, she has a husband and a young son. And so uh, I just just wanted to say that um, because, you know, not because everybody's talking about it, but because... As you know, I've I've also worked on on film sets, and it, it's really hard for me to to imagine something like that happening on one of the sets that I've worked on. And so I'm I'm not here to discuss it. Um, there's a lot going on on social media and and everything. It's a horrible tragedy, and I just want to I just I wish I could just go and hug everybody. Uh, that was affected by this, but just know that we're all thinking of you. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Susie. Thanks for having me back.
0: Um, so, Jason, do you want to go into a little more uh, detail about what we're going to cover here?
1: Uh, yeah, you uh, you actually covered it nicely because uh, we're taking a step back. Because I made when we started doing this, I made an assumption in my head that, you know, People already had their story in mind and just need help structuring it. But then I was thinking, I'm like, well, what about the early stages? What about the listeners who don't even have that start? So we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit of a step back and we're gonna talk about uh, the the three or four elements you need to establish before you can even even structure your story.
0: That sounds perfect. Um yeah, we're we're thinking about our listeners because, you know. Not everybody is on the same boat, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to this. So, so yeah, we, we really appreciate that, Jason. So let's go ahead and let's, and let's get started on that.
1: Uh, yeah, well, the first thing I want to talk about was the story gets thrown around. I feel like sometimes story gets thrown around like cinematic. It, it's become a buzzword that sometimes loses meaning. And so what I want to say is when you're thinking of your script whether it's a short film or a feature film or a series. Do you want to tell a story or a situation? The difference being in a story. You know, I, think if,
0: I, I think also it might be helpful if we just say what a story is. Really, it's, it's, it's a, a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. It doesn't always have to fall in that order, but that's really the concept of a story. If you're holding it in a box, it has those three elements to it
1: yeah there there is one other thing to add to that, and that is the mm-hmm. car- the character experience of change from beginning to end, now whether it's a good change or a bad change that'll vary on the story you want to tell but that, that that's the that, that's the uh the fourth heat as it were
0: yeah that that pertains more to narrative filmmaking though i think
1: yeah yes yes
0: yeah but i mean you i mean you can have a story you know, with other formats, but we're concentrating here. I just want to clarify this for our listeners. We are concentrating on the story based on narrative filmmaking uh, because that's what we're really discussing here.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for the clarification there. Um, but yeah, so the... Um, and just coming back to what I said being a buzzword, I noticed it first on on YouTube. YouTube trainers are like, you got you to gotta tell a story, you got to tell a story, you got to tell a story. But they never really explain what story is so then that's why I'm like okay well just saying story doesn't help so as you as you and I just said story is you know it it has a structure there's a beginning middle and end and how they're portrayed is obviously if it's non-linear that's fine but the big the big the big thing that that fourth heat is that your character experiences some sort of change through a story
0: and that's one of the purposes of in the weeds yes. series because you know I'm constantly telling people the importance and the power of storytelling, why you should focus on your story. And one of the reasons you're here outside of being so freaking awesome is the <laughs> fact that uh you are able to take that to another level and say, "Yes, it's very powerful, but let me show you how."
1: Yeah, and that that's that's the thing is it's it's Saying it is one thing; being able to show and demonstrate it is, is another. And that, of course, that's where we want to be. Is like, hey, follow us, and we'll give you the, the 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 tools to to make your story a story, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. But,
0: so you mentioned character.
1: Uh, yeah. Now I want to come back to that uh, in just a moment, um, because there is another another approach to storytelling, and you can do situational stories, and that is where your character has no change. They're simply, you know, it's, you know, five people in a locked room and how do they escape? You don't, you don't necessarily cover backstory or no one or none of the characters has a specific change. And those can be satisfying. Um, So don't think that every story has to have a big, a big character change from beginning to end. Know that situational is acceptable. It just anecdotally, I will say, is far less frequent. Uh, so once you, you know, as I said, once you figure this, you know, whether you're telling a story or situation, odds are it'll be a story. Just because they're, they're, there's more meat to them, they're more fun, they're more interesting, more engaging. Um, there's three three things you need to look at in in approximate order. What's your concept? Who's your character? How many characters do you have? Do you have one main character have two main characters? Et cetera, et cetera. And we'll get into into that in a little bit, and then theme. You need those three three things lined up before you can even even structure your story. So um, on the topic of concept, because here's the thing: concept is different from idea. And this is this is where it get it gets a little muddy because there's sometimes there's like just a hair's breadth difference between the two, and. Um, Something I'm working on with a friend of mine is uh, he wants to write about addiction. So that's the idea. But an idea isn't a concept. So how do you present that? Well, in this case, the main character we're going to follow in this potential story um, has addiction issues. And we're going to wrap it in a haunted house package. So that you elevate it from idea to concept.
0: It's a tough one to define, Jason, because technically you could see them both as ideas, you know. Um, Firefighter, you know, gets stranded in the middle of the night and he's stuck in a haunted house that burned many years ago and killed somebody. There's a ghost. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it sounds like an idea, but apparently that's actually a concept. Right.
1: You're right, they can be difficult to, uh, to, uh, to quantify because sometimes the difference between one and the other is, is just so tiny, but in, in, the, in the, the whole of a story, it's a huge difference. Because it's how you approach it.
0: Yeah, because I, I, suppose, I suppose the idea would be the firefighter Guy gets stranded at a hounded house. But it's not enough to say that. But then the other part that I added, that's also because I'm a natural storyteller where I went further, right? Mm-hmm. But not everybody's thinking that way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so, so we're in, in, our, in our next episode, I'll, I'll, be, I'll have much more to say on, on concept. But I just want to kind of you know, just very quickly go over and be like, hey, this is having the idea isn't enough. You need to, you need to basically add to it to make it a concept, so you can make a full and complete story. I'm game. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Like I said, it, it's it's. We'll, we'll we'll You and I will get 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 into the weeds uh, on that one too. <laughs> well, of course, once you have your concept, then you need to look at your character, and this is. There's a lot to say about character. But basically, you need to determine who you're following. Um, in the case of Serenity, which we'll be talking about in the future, they have an interesting approach. Because you have River Tam, which is the protagonist, but Malcolm Reynolds is your main character. Yep. And the difference is, so... In this case...
0: The protagonist, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Riverton, the protagonist, gets the story moving and is generally the the source of 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 uh, of the plot throughout throughout the story. Malcolm Reynolds as the main character has the most to learn because of the influence of the protagonist.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, and where in the case of you know, in the case of Wonder Woman, which we'll also talk about. Our main characters are hero Wonder Woman. So just just talking about two different approaches to character. We'll get into it, but the biggest thing you need to think about is what their arc is going to be. Are they going to have a positive arc? Are they going to have a negative arc? You know, are they going to be better at the end or worse at the end? Or are they going to be neutral? Will they have all the tools they need to, to make it through? And there's no fundamental change to them from beginning to end.
0: Well wow, my hand is spinning with concepts concepts, <laughs> not ideas <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, well, it's like i said it's 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 something i, I picked up on fairly recently, and it's just it's just one of those those little things it's like oh yeah it's it's so tiny, but it makes the world of difference,
0: yeah, well, a lot of these things as a whole have a very undefined line that divides them
1: oh absolutely, absolutely, know,
0: and so it can be. It can be hard, but it's, it's, it's in the details, right? Yep. Um, that's, that's actually kind of cool. I, I really, um, you know, the character doesn't always have to be an actual human being. mm mm-hmm. uh, But the protagonist, in order to, I, I think, in order to really captivate an, an audience, the protagonist needs to be a human being so that we can really connect and relate to it. Mm-hmm. That, do you do you agree with that or?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I, I guess the one thing that comes to mind is Wally. As you know, I mean, they're, they're, there's humans in it, but they tend to be secondary characters. Whereas this, it's
0: oh, the robot. Yeah. Yeah, but he had, or yeah, it was a he. Uh, <laughs> he had um, emotions. Yeah. So he, so they did, it, it's kind of following that. Okay, that you I, yeah. need to be able to, to connect to the, the humanity of, of your okay. protagonist. See, yeah.
1: I, I get what you're saying there. And that's what you're saying about, you know, sometimes things are, things can be vaguely defined. But still yeah. follow the, because yeah, you know, although Wally's a robot, he has recognizable emotions that we can, we can, we can anthropomorphize or, or empathize with.
0: Yeah, because otherwise he would just be this thing and, and it would be very hard, especially in a in a two-hour film, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, connect <laughs> and feel all the emotions that mm-hmm. they want us to. And that's actually part of the plot. Yeah. You know, that that is why this whole movie is, this whole story is taking place is because Wally feels and has emotions and it's so human-like that... Even the the, the characters that begin who have no feelings for a robot or dislike them Mm. actually end up loving this robot.
1: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say Chappie is very similar, too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. You you see, you see something recognizable within it. So, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I get to.
0: I think I may have been confusing Chappie with with (laughs) Wally, actually, Uh, because Wally is all robots right uh,
1: um I, well I mean, I for, mean, for 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 the most part um yeah. like like your your three main main characters of robots, which is wally yeah. eve and, and uh otto
0: but with, with Ch- chappie, that's a good film i uh, I've watched it more than once <laughs> um with chappie it's it's he he and then another one right but it's it's mainly mainly humans, yeah. Anyway, yeah. before they <laughs> get too carried away on that movie, uh, what could
1: I say? I like robots,
0: right? <laughs> okay, so the character. What was the other part? The and we talked about the Okay, so now the theme, right?
1: Yeah, and that that that's 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 even though it's kind of kind of got it further down the list, I want to say it's it's maybe one of the more important ones because it's. It's the question you want to ask or the idea you want to convey as as the writer or filmmaker. What do you want to what do you want to, what do you want to throw out there for for people to to think about or feel? And uh, we, we we talked about this a little bit in in I think the first episode where we, where we got into structure, like the overview overview of structure, which I wanna say is 108, but I could be wrong. I'll, I'll put it. Uh, I'll put a link in in, in my write up for this episode. Okay, great. <laughs> um, we talked about theme, and because in a in in Save the Cat, they have a beat specifically for for theme stated, which which I have omitted in mine, in favor of somewhere in the first act establishing what your theme is. And the reason I did that is because theme as Part of the art of filmmaking is interpretive so the intent you have may not be what the audience gets because what they get from it is going to be varied based on their own personal experience so you may want to talk about addiction and an audience member gets i can't even think of an example but gets a completely different interpretation of what Depression your movie. well yeah exactly but it doesn't matter as long as they get something out of it. They feel something or they empathize or whatever.
0: Now, let's let's define theme a little bit more in detail because there are visual themes <laughs> and, you know, all sorts of different themes. And, you know, we could... We, I just I just want to clarify it.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's no problem. I get that because um, I'm not going to lie. I've always had trouble trouble with <laughs> Please theme. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had trouble with theme, and even even now, knowing what I know, i sometimes have to watch a movie several times before I before I get it. Yeah. If that makes sense, but but basically, think of it as it's your central. If it's your it's your central topic, your or the subject you want to talk about, or like I said, if you. As a writer filmmaker, you want to convey a message. What's the what's the central? It, it's a central core of your story.
0: So so then everything does go into it. For example, you know your when you're color grading your your palette, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in music, the the tone of the music, the theme of the music, you know, also mm-hmm. plays into setting a theme. If you have you know an orchestra, or you have you know well yeah um, exactly yeah techno or something, you know. Um, all those things help to emphasize the th- the theme. But I think it kind of goes into, uh, it can also set the mood, you mm-hmm. know, of the scene. But it's, it's not the overall theme. Altogether, you want to maintain a consistent theme throughout the film so that the journey for the viewer, right, seems uh, familiar in yeah, some exactly. way, right? Exactly. Oh, I'm getting really um, poetic with my words <laughs> here tonight. Well, here's the thing. I'm
1: actually okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example, not not from one of the ones we're gonna talk about, but uh, the forty year old virgin is a really good one because in the in in, in that movie, <laughs> a, a
0: comedy. It, it is.
1: It's a comedy. And look, it's it's a great movie because it's a comedy, but it, it's really a story about about a very dysfunctional man who shut off part of his own life.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and that that's what I love about it. But in the first 15 minutes Andy goes to the store and uh one of uh, his co-workers comes up he's like Andy I heard about your situation it's not it's not about it's not about this it's about love it's about connection and that's the, the, the this this employee basically lays out the theme of the movie is that mm. he's 40 years old and he's a virgin and all his friends are trying to help him not be a virgin anymore but it's not it's not about being a virgin that's his problem it's that he's by being a virgin he's cut himself off from having a real connection with another human being so when we talk about theme that's what we're talking about yeah it's a, it's a funny movie there's a, there's hilarity but but the the fund but the underlying message is that without love and connection you can't be a whole person. And maybe that helps define theme. Maybe it doesn't (laughs) because. (laughs) Well, I'm sitting
0: here going because I think, yeah, I I mean, we've had the discussion um, previous episodes on how there's an underlying, you know, theme that you've actually said the word theme. Mm -hmm. Um, but when speaking about theme as a whole throughout the entire story, um, it just seems like the theme is the, the message, right? But, but at the same time, as I'm thinking of it, you know, like if I'm making a movie and I say, we want to set this sci-fi theme to Mm -hmm. it. Now all of a sudden it's, it's the music, it's the sound, it's the colors, the, you know, the, the lighting, everything that we're going to use to make that theme stand out so that like I was saying earlier, so that people feel comfortable in it. This is the theme. And then can, and then can break, you know, when people are comfortable, when you're riding in a nice, comfortable car and the road is smooth, you're able to like go on your phone. You could write a book on your phone, right? I mean, yeah. all these things. When it's a rough road and things are coming out of nowhere and all, and it, it gets chaotic, you can't do that. And I think that's part of it's a subtle, Thing when when your viewers are comfortably going through the story without really paying attention to thing uh the theme right because it's not just super you know out there mm-hmm. and they're able to get the underlying messages and and all the other things that you want them to get from it
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah no exactly the um because yes the whole thing like uh, it's you can say it in dialogue, but yeah, when you're doing a movie, every you know, in a visual medium, like you said, well, I guess an audiovisual medium, is yeah. that uh, yeah, every, all the pieces should should fit that that message so that it, it makes sense. So even if you don't say it, or you don't see you, I've said this before, and I've, once again, I've lifted this from Mike at Red Letter Media. You might not have seen it, but your brain did.
0: Yes, because I was, I was, if you didn't say that, I was going to have to <laughs> cut you off and say there's the psychological factor of yeah. filmmaking, which we discussed as well, which is super important. Oh, yeah. Oh, and a yeah. lot of, and that's actually, I think, one of the most difficult parts of filmmaking, yet it's right there in front of you, right? Because we've been doing it so often. Sometimes we're overthinking. Mm-hmm. The filmmaking well, process well,
1: and, and that, that's that, that's one of the biggest problems with 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 being in a beginner or amateur or indie filmmaker is that you know like well yeah it's story it's story it's easy I've been I've been watching and reading stories my whole life but when you get down to it it's not easy. So I mean like' we're, we're, we're talking with elements like it's an easy thing but to put them all together and keep everything in order, it's a complex, complex task. So if you can achieve that.
0: It's that, Thanksgiving that, 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 dinner or or let yeah. me bring it back to, uh, you know, where other countries can understand. It's like that big breakfast where you've got the eggs it, that only takes two minutes, but you've got bacon that mm-hmm. takes 10 minutes. And then you've got, you know, pancakes that take. prep time and then just a few You and you got to bring everything nice and warm to the table because otherwise you don't want cold eggs with your warm this and you know things like that and and at the same time you still got to get that coffee out there too so i'm just saying Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that because you're putting all the ingredients together you're mixing everything up and you want everything ready on time for consumption
2: and yeah, yeah, when exactly.
0: the person eats it, you want them to go, this is exactly what I expected to taste.
1: Yes, exactly. That, that, you, know what, and that's, <laughs> you know what, Susie? It's almost like there's a formula to making a big complex breakfast.
0: Yeah, isn't there <laughs> a formula to filmmaking too? I, hmm. I think there
1: is. I think there is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is one of the reasons why I I love doing this podcast because I get to talk to people like Jason. And uh, some of you who are listening right now, um, you may get to be in this podcast, especially if you're making mobile films and uh, you submit them to our film festival <laughs> in San Diego. I, I'm laughing because I sound like I'm plugging this in, but I'm, I'm just having this conversation and it, it just kind of came up in my mind. It's like, well, yeah, that's one, one way to get into the podcast. But another way is to just, you know, give me a shout out. Let me know what you're doing you know, and, and Jason as well. Um, Give him a shout out and talk about all this stuff with him, especially if you have any questions. Um, What else, what else can we, can, you know, I, I do, unless you have something else to say.
1: Uh, I mean, I've always got a lot to say. Well, go for (laughs) it because otherwise I
0: was going to bring up that uh, just a little bit, just a hint about what we did at Clubhouse.
1: Oh yes, day. yes, you should absolutely do that.
0: Do you want to do it? Because I th- I just had so much fun with that. Yeah, yeah, well, no,
1: go 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 ahead. I all go right,
0: there. so okay, all right, so so basically what we did is we went into Clubhouse. We made a big deal about the Blair Witch Project because for me the Blur Witch Project is everything. No, it's not, but <laughs> it 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 changed a lot about the industry, right? Um, I mean. You know, if you haven't heard, uh, just Google it really quick, uh, unless you're driving or something. But uh, basically, you know, three students in, in college, film students, go out to make a documentary about um, an urban legend, right, uh, called the Blair Witch. And so they go, they go out, they interview people uh, in, this, in this town, uh, Burkittsville, right? And they go do that, I think it's in Maryland, Right uh jason
1: uh oh i think so it's a real it's a real yeah, town yeah 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 burkinsville exists
0: yes and so they go out there they interview people and then um they decide they're going to go out in the woods to capture um whatever they can you know because that's what you do you're a documentarian and they're out there they want to get some b-roll <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> to
0: fit uh the, the you know the theme. Uh, of their story, you know, this documentary. So they go out there, they got a film camera and they've got a, a camcorder or something like that. And uh and they have uh an audio guy that's uh doing external audio recording as as is usually the case. And so Jason um uh I asked Jason to go on Clubhouse and I'm like, I really love this this film and I had this 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 concept in my mind, like I wonder if I mean this was back in nineteen ninety four when it was filmed, but I wonder i mean it came out in nineteen ninety nine um but I wonder if today twenty twenty one with smartphones would it change a lot if we tried to film it, you know, and we were talk- we were thinking about the story right because this although it looked like it was you know, happening all in real life, it actually was a narrative film, you know? It just, it was a, a bit of a mockumentary kind of type thing, but, um, and I may be wrong with that, but in any ways, it made to look like, a, like, like this, and the thing is that it was on the news a lot because the way they marketed this, they actually pretended that these students actually really in life, in real life, got lost in the woods and they were never found, but they found the footage and that's how this movie came about. And so I got to experience that because I was in college at the time. I did go into a movie theater and watch this without really knowing whether it was true or not. Uh, there were rumors, but I didn't really know. In any case, we did this thing and, uh, Barack Gokus who was in our last, um, episode, 110. <laughs> um he was he was in clubhouse with us and uh Brian shoot I forgot his last name now. Um let oh my me... God.
1: I was just I was just tweeting with him the other day. <laughs>
0: well, I'm constantly he was also in one of our one of our more recent um Olson. episode. Olsen. Okay. Brian Olsen.
1: Brian Olsen who so, like I, I literally <laughs> tweeted with yesterday.
0: <laughs> well, it just so happens that Brian is is uh, he's a mobile filmmaker, but he's also into audio um, a lot. That's his profession, mm-hmm. right? And so it was just ironic. And um, so what we did we we discussed all this, and then we did a little bit of a role play. So this is where it gets fun. So Jason, uh, I said, okay, Jason, you're Josh, and Brian, you're Mike, the audio guy. Josh was the camera guy and i'm going to be heather <laughs> and um for obvious reasons mm-hmm. um and so we're going to do have a pre-production meeting in clubhouse where we decide now we're going to pretend blair witch didn't exist were these three characters well we started to show with going back to the future right <laughs> <laughs> and so now here we are 2000 21, and we're plotting how we're gonna make this film, but we're gonna use smartphone cameras. And so, Jason, explain a little bit about how that went.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it was actually a very interesting thought exercise uh, because the okay, from, from a story perspective, I'm, good, I'm kind of gonna to jump to the end for this part. Is that no? N- well, no, I like, I can need to because no.
0: No, to the end of the conclusion of of what we found out.
1: Uh, well, no, I was just going to say that you know, fundamentally, the story itself is virtually unchanged. Yeah, but,
0: that was but, the conclusion.
1: Yeah, but the <laughs> uh, but the it, it's it, it 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 the conversation really came down to the how to.
0: That's the thing, because yeah. so we're so one of the things we we kept butting our heads into is like, well, you know, because in different in different films that were done at the time, you know, there's things like, oh, well, people get in the car and their car doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, they have to go out and crank the car or something mm. weird. Like in the old days, that wouldn't work, right? You know, like mm. cars don't do that anymore. There's certain things like that. Yeah. Same with the phone, you know, all these things that change and they can fundamentally, as Jason said, really change the story because you can't make that scenario fit uh from the story back in that time period to today Mm -hmm. but what we found out was really it didn't change like it could be done almost Mm -hmm. exactly in the same way there was only one thing i think that really made the the change jason and i think that had to do with the gps and the footage uh
1: yeah yeah we were talking because the because we we're looking we we start with logistics of okay well you know smartphones storage is generally pretty good um which we'll get into we'll come back to that uh but the big question was batteries yeah and because like you know just the lifespan when you're shooting continuously isn't particularly good but you can get you like i have one here I can't remember the brand name, but it's like twenty bucks for a backup battery, and it'll do. Exactly. Two, it'll do two complete charges on my iPhone 12.
0: Yeah, so okay. so we would do like the characters, and if you've watched Blair Wedge, you mm-hmm. would know, like they're they're in the hotel room, and they've they've packed a bunch of batteries and a bunch of gear, so they're like they're like going to war basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. Way that they've packed everything, so the, we would kind of do the same. Yeah, we we'd have just do it.
1: We'd we'd have we'd have multiple phones just for quickly quickly transfer because if you don't have time to stop and and dump the footage somewhere just you know one phone you know gets
0: oh yeah we had a little bit of an argument over dumping the footage because i was like no we were only planning on being here for a couple nights at Mm -hmm. the most and then we were going to go back to the hotel and then we could dump everything yeah and so we got into a bit of a a theme over that
1: oh and it was actually a good conversation because i'm uh, oh yeah because initially uh, and I actually talked about this in in, in the article I'm going to post for that uh, on Medium as well. Um, is that initially, like you were against it, Brianna's was and I was kind of in the middle. But then I very quickly fell on <laughs> I like very the qui-
2: three bears <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I very <laughs> quickly fell on Brianna's side of bring it with you because I th- I just thought of I thought of other filmmakers I know who cannot wait once the shoot day is done to start cutting their footage or start looking at their footage. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, a laptop, same thing, reasonable battery. You can get a you can get a uh, auxiliary battery to 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 carry it over so yeah i feel like you, you yeah you would have the laptop you can very quickly dump your footage and just keep keep your cameras well i guess not super quickly because uh lightning isn't a particularly fast transfer
0: no and also because so we then we shifted into ipads or notebooks or whatever because of all that including mm-hmm. the weight of all these other things that you know, there's 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 a tent, there's some mm-hmm. food, water bottles. Or when I was at Comic Con, I don't, I didn't say this at Clubhouse, but mm-hmm. when I was at Comic Con, um, the you know, you have your backpack, and the freaking heaviest thing that I had in my backpack were the water bottles. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, too, if it weren't for that, yeah. When
1: when you when you look at the original Blair Witch Project and what they like, the big big like, obviously they had tent, they had their camping gear, but when you when you switch to mobile your gear is you know yeah light years you know away from how heavy you know, how heavy it used to be you can you can pack like five phones and five batteries in you know like the tiniest of bag and and just switch we over We talked so.
0: about a a mini like uh you know like the you know those light uh tripods
1: yes well. yeah uh, the the Manfrotto what is it yeah, anyway, yeah, the, the, one of those. yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, the the small like the ones that they collapse to like what Everybody like six inches ever long. Everybody who's ever had one always <laughs> gives
0: me one. I think I must have like sixty of them in a closet somewhere. <laughs> oh, Susie does video. Here, here's a tripod. Um, <laughs> None of them are really that good either.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so the the audio gear would be you know pretty much like you know your your recorder and your your boom and your mic. So that wouldn't be super heavy. The phones aren't heavy. Even bringing a laptop isn't heavy. We didn't even talk about drones.
0: No, we wouldn't want to do that because of the trees out in the woods and branches and all that stuff.
1: And, um, yeah. Um, So we just had
0: that conversation just now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And the biggest question was, what about the GPS? And my answer to that was that there's a plot explanation for that. And in the original Blair Witch, they had their map but didn't do any good because although it wasn't specifically stated on on film, the witch was literally transforming the forest around them, causing them to go in circles. So it wouldn't matter if they had GPS on their phones because the physical location is morphing around them.
0: Yeah, because that was the only thing that to me was making. And I've lived up in and and been up in the mountains and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I know that the cell reception can go away, but you still have the satellite helping you with GPS. And so then we had to come up. With that, with a way to still make it work today, hey, yeah, man, we got through everything. It works.
1: Yeah. So yeah, with the with the exception of what they're shooting on, which is ostensibly higher quality cameras than they had at the time, anyway. Right. Um. <laughs> and oh you know, yeah, the other thing they'd have the they'd have the ability to quickly review footage. Yeah. Um. But otherwise. The story bears out exactly the same, regardless of whether you shoot on, you know, camcorder or professional camera or cell phone.
0: And they were set out, I mean, they brought a film camera for a yeah. reason. They were set out to do high-end production. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they would have just been okay going into the woods with a camcorder. Yeah. So we had a little bit of a an argument about the sound gear. And I was like, no, no, we we would still bring... You know remember we're plotting this as we're going to do it like we're 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 in we're in production we're in pre-production and we're plotting how we're going to do this and me being heather is like no mikey Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're bringing your audio gear uh no matter what you we're going to do external um you know sound when we're going to capture things with the film camera right uh, when we're capturing things for the documentary, cause this is the other thing we, j- we didn't mention just now, Jason. So in the movie, um, the footage that they used for the film was shot with their film camera with mm-hmm. external sound, but the other stuff was shot with a camcorder.
1: Yes. You uh, know, I, like uh, documenting
0: uh, them, which ends up being part of the movie anyway. Yeah. So we would do the same thing basically in that regard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, and and so the the, the 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 thing, yeah, holy, a little bit of stuttering. Oh, there. and we
0: changed <laughs> another thing. Sorry, look, I'm getting really excited. We did change another thing. Uh, we changed because in the movie, the footage is actually now there's a documentary that was that came out just about three or four days before the movie came out into the theaters, right? Mm-hmm. And in that doc- documentary, they basically are like doing this investigation, right? It's an investigative documentary about what happened to these students, you know? And they said, basically, the, there was a sheriff, you know, being interviewed and he was like, yeah, you know, they found this footage uh, in, in under layers of, of other things yeah. that would have, that were undisturbed that were hundreds of years old or something.
1: Yeah, because he he went as far down as the the sediment layer. Right. Yeah.
0: And so we were sitting there going, well, we wouldn't do that. But then we started getting, we really got creative with that. Mm -hmm. We started thinking about um, how we could get, you know, the footage out with them having to find it buried somewhere and all this stuff. And then what we ended up deciding was, well, Basically, what they found, you know, was our backpacks, mm-hmm. the sound equipment, and the cell phones. Yeah, and that's how they got everything. But they couldn't find us anymore. Like we were, mm-hmm. we were gone. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> yeah, and that's how we, um, that's how we came uh, to the conclusion that wow, the story really would not change. I mean, we could almost do it to the letter, and it would still it would still work. The only real difference would be these are three mobile filmmakers mm-hmm. went into the woods.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, the people listening to this are obviously have an interest in, in in mobile filmmaking. So it's not so much them we have to convince, but it's a good thought exercise for anyone who's like, oh, you can't make a movie on a cell phones. Like, well, yeah, you absolutely can, and you can make it. Virtually exactly like another movie.
0: Yeah. And you can make millions <laughs> if you know how to market it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's that. See, that's the thing that we didn't talk about and how feasible it would be to do something like that today because it was my experience at the time that I was, you know, I was in college and stuff. And I remember walking somewhere in town where there was one of the wanted, you know, the missing. Students' mm-hmm. uh, flyers was on a light pole, uh, or an electric pole, or something like that. It was a wooden pole, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing that and going, "Huh." I didn't look too much into it, you know. I remember stopping and and reading it briefly, and then just kept walking. You know, it's oh, it's like you know, like missing dogs, right? They yeah. put, they put those things, and and not thinking too much of it. What happened was I was on campus at school, at the college, and there was a table. There was always, um, you know, when you're walking from class to class in, in the quad, there were always, you know, not always, but a lot of times, there were some exhibits there. Mm-hmm. And one of the tables that day was people from that college, I believe they were from that college, that were marketing the movie. But they weren't really saying that it was a hoax as far as, you know, marketing thing that it didn't happen or anything and they had some of those flyers and they had those Blair Witch stick figures Mm -hmm. and I grabbed one of those stick figures and as a matter of fact I'll uh, I'll, we'll put the um we'll use it um so you can put it in the article too Mm -hmm. um but outside of that you know it was just it was such a I don't think that today, right, that that would work as well. That mm-hmm. the the purpose of Blair, the werewitch project, the original one, right. Mm-hmm. The purpose of that film being so touching to me, if I want, I don't know, mm-hmm. so impressive, right? I was so impressed by it because, and we even discussed this in some of our classes, cinematography class, as a matter of fact. It was because Um, as the instructor was saying, this movie twenty years from now is going to have changed the film industry Mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing because it was just genius. Yeah. You know, and I just I just think the the virality, the the it went viral. It was one of the first and and at the beginning of our clubhouse thing, I brought up another viral film that had kind of that same effect, although it was horrible what happened with that one. And that was Orson Welles, uh, mm, war of yeah. the worlds. So yeah. I just think that with technology and communication as we have it today, it wouldn't be so obvious. I mean, all anybody would have to do is go on Twitter <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and find out. But, um, I think that part wouldn't work, but as far as making the movie itself, all of it would work. Oh fine. yeah.
1: With yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was a good experience to be like, yeah, okay. You know, you, you know, like said, you, you, me, and Brian, we, we know that it's possible, but to actually discuss and be like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's possible, absolutely possible.
0: Yeah. Well, and, without and a doubt. I really, I really enjoyed that conversation because, uh, and maybe it's something we should do again with some other films, pick another film um, and, and, and do that and have a conversation, a pre production meeting for a particular film, mm-hmm. you know. That was done, you know, at least 10 years ago <laughs> and say, you know, how would we make that film with a phone, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that'd be, be interesting. And, um, you know, definitely anyone who's listening should keep an eye on the socials for cause Susie posts that we're going to be doing these things a little bit ahead of time. So, you know, feel free to keep an eye on that, jump in and listen to the conversation or or contribute as the case may be.
0: Yeah, we love it when people contribute because otherwise it's just us doing that. But that and that was the first part of the of the clubhouse conversation with Barat and everything was was talking about the Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. and where we were and why it it went viral and all these things and the whole concept. But then that last part where mm-hmm. we turned into these characters going out to make the film, right? Um, that was really interesting. And again, the conclusion of that was. I we didn't know what the conclusion would be. No, you know, it was just at the end that I went. You know, so it's very, very interesting. It was really interesting because in most other films that you do that with, you're going that wouldn't work today. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the technology and things like that. Like, you know, like like going viral because you know people were missing out in the woods. Yeah, I mean, technically <laughs> maybe right, but um, but I just thought. That was a really, that was a really cool twist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. It was fun. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That turned out to be that half our episode. We talked about the Blair Witch after all. (laughs) Oh, well. Well, you know, it's
1: it's October. So
0: yeah, it is October. By the way, if you guys, you know, one of the things that I love about Halloween, Jason, Mm -hmm. it's the biggest day for production. Everybody's dressed up. Your yep. set <laughs> is all around you, and I'm always telling people for Halloween, get out there and start making some movies uh, on Halloween, you know, because mm-hmm. it's perfect. Uh, yeah, look, you look, have, look at
1: all that production design. I or, mean, uh, look. Production value, pardon
0: me. Yes, and, and think about this. You know, most of the kids, right, because you, when you're out in public streets, you know, you can film anything. Yeah. You know, but you still have to get permission when you're getting kids' faces. Mm-hmm. But all the kids are wearing masks.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So, you know. <laughs> Problem so it's okay. solved. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and, and, you know, how many haunted houses are there, right? Mm-hmm. They're all around you. yeah, there's, I, I think Halloween is great for uh, mobile filmmaking. Mm-hmm. probably underrated.
1: Well, that's actually one of the things I, you know, and this is off topic, uh, but, uh, whenever I'm talking to people about filmmaking, I'm like, why don't you shoot on phone? Because there's look here in the, here in Ottawa, there's great places you you can shoot right down in front of parliament, like Mm -hmm. in front of all the government buildings, you can shoot anywhere with your phone because they're so, they're so, you know,
0: non-intrusive.
1: Exactly. And, and here's the thing, you you can, you can rehearse your actors and you can either lav mic them and have their and they can record their audio to their own phones,
2: exactly. while
1: while you're shooting them, or you can just do ADR afterwards. It doesn't you know either or, um, but yeah, as long as you as long as you kind, of, it's guerrilla style. because you need to go in and know exactly who's standing where, who's making what movements, who's saying what. But you can be in and out of a a location you'd never get permission for, otherwise. <laughs>
0: I walked by a restaurant um, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and I, was, I wanted to go in because it was all about chocolates and stuff. Anyways, okay. um, I wanted to go in there, and <laughs> the door wasn't opening, and there was a sign. It said, we're filming. Okay. <laughs> and there was a guy there with a big camera and all this stuff. Nothing was changed. It was just the fact that this guy with a huge camera was there with a tripod filming a couple, and I was like, see now, with a mobile phone. hmm that is not is not that big a deal because
2: oh, exactly. you can
0: literally you're I was thinking about the restaurant and I was thinking what this is costing this filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, is all the losses that this restaurant owner yeah, is, for that, is for that suffering time. through. Yeah, because I could have walked in there, bought things. She has no idea what I would have bought. Mm-hmm. but she can just hear ding 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 you know yeah <laughs> the money <laughs> ka-ching ka-ching just going out walking walking past the restaurant but with a mobile mobile camera there was um uh this guy from new york um brian mclane and, and tim russ was in that in that totally. film yeah and um and one of the things is one of our podcasts i'll, I'll share it with you so you can put the link in there because i think it'd be a really interesting one. He did everything gorilla style okay. and they have restaurant scene shots, he even dumps a body into the uh, water at the, at a pier or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting all the things that you can do and y- you are not really bothering anyone, but this, this restaurant, they were sitting in a restaurant booth and they're filming a conversation with the phone and it came out fine, you know? Um, the The thing is that y- you know you're having a conversation in a restaurant, anyways, mm-hmm. and people are always you know taking pictures and and things like that with their phone, anyways. Yeah. So there was no need for them to, hey, we're making a movie, everybody get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, there was exactly. no need for that. So I just, I just, um, I just think Halloween is perfect for it because not only that but also everybody's everybody's ready for you. <laughs> 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 All right. Um Jason, unless you got something else to say, let's call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: yeah, so yeah, we're going to we're going to deep dive into those those elements uh that you want to have in place before even getting into structure over the next uh two or three few episodes. Um and um Oh my first, my my first turn uh, doing a uh, co-hosting gig on HBO The Nevers The Nevers podcast uh, is going to be up this week. Oh, it's actually so it's actually going to be up. Uh, well, I guess my time this morning at ten a.m., uh, which will be three days ag- which will be three days ago by the time this goes up
0: <laughs> well yeah yeah because this will come out on Tuesday
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah mm-hmm. so I'm uh, uh, I'm excited to to get that up and, and and talk about another subject I'm passionate about so the never so follow pod- Jason yeah. <laughs> yeah so that
0: you can stay on top of that before I mean, this episode I mean yeah you should well, we really are doing the whole back to the future thing uh, no, right yeah
1: <laughs> But yeah, no. So that's I said, You know, follow me on on my socials and get to check out HBO The Nevers to listen to me prattle on some more.
0: Yeah, that goes for me too. I'll, I'll I'm looking forward to that.
1: Check it out. We had a good we had a uh, we had a good conversation, and uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to. Oh, and I also made a video to go along with it. That'll that'll go live at the same time.
0: Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Wow. So we've got so no tricks, but lots of treats.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Sounds good. Well, yes, Halloween will. Yes, it does will, sound good. Yeah, and Halloween will pass uh, by the time we get to another episode. So, uh, happy Halloween, everybody!
1: Yes, definitely. Enjoy Be the safe. And and enjoy the, the tricking and treating and, my God, I sound so old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> All right, sounds great. Uh, give me the Snickers. You can keep the licorice candies.
1: Ugh, hard pass. <laughs> or candy corn. Ugh.
0: Uh Well, sometimes it depends on how desperate I get. That—that's <laughs> that that's the, like the last thing that's left, and you're really craving something. <laughs> <laughs> the good and plenties are definitely not the ones that I like at all. Okay. I just—I give those away. <laughs> like, give them back to to yeah. to the thing. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys do Halloween there in Canada, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. They do, oh, them, yeah. They, they do it all over the world for the most part now. Mm-hmm. It's just become this tradition. It's a big marketing thing. So, of course, oh, yeah. everybody's going to do it. It's a, it's a moneymaker.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be hitting, up, uh, hitting up Walmart on November 1st for discount chocolate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> the day after. That's <laughs> right.
1: You got to clear that stuff out.
0: All right. Say goodbye to our listeners.
1: Goodbye, listeners. Thanks for listening.